Welcome to After the Fact, a Knowing Faith mini-episode where we look to take a big question and address it in just a few minutes. Our After the Fact episodes this season are brought to you by our season sponsor, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I love Midwestern's motto, For the Church. That resonates so deeply with the goal of knowing faith, to see a theological movement that is from and for the church. Joining us today is Dr. Jeff Chang. Dr. Chang serves as Assistant Professor of Church History and Historical Theology at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. He is the author of Spurgeon the Pastor, Recovering a Biblical and Theological Vision for Ministry. Dr. Chang, welcome to After the Fact. Thanks for joining us. Kyle, thanks for having me. All right, so here's the big question, and you've already chastised me for it being too big a question, but here it is. (laughs) Did Charles Spurgeon believe in a big God? Yeah, that is an unfair question to try to answer in five to seven minutes, but I'll try. And the answer obviously is yes. Uh, If you know anything of Spurgeon, uh, given the number of sermons that he preached, given all that he did, he clearly believed in a big God. A big God, a faith in a big God drove his ministry. Now, how do we go about answering a question like that? What, What did Spurgeon's belief in a big God look like? Well, one of the treasures that we have at Midwestern is the Spurgeon Library, and we're constantly finding New things that have never before been seen before in Spurgeon's collection of his books. One of the things that we've found is a volume of unpublished private devotional poems Hmm. that he wrote uh, for his own edification. So we're working on getting those poems published. Uh, There are 186 of them. I have five to seven minutes, and I will share with you one of those poems. Uh, This poem is entitled God's Greatness. Right, So just write what we're talking about here. I'm going to read it to you. This is the first time ever uh, this poem is being read for people to to, to hear. That's incredible. Here we go. O thou, the infinitely great, past mortals' highest thought to know, in grand abodes in pomp and state, thine hidden glories thou dost show. Thy greatness none on earth can see. Creation came with but thy word. Our minds so small can only be able to grasp what they have heard. But far beyond this scene of time, no eye can thy bright glories scan. Where thou in majesty dost shine, the God that died for mortal man. Earth at thy word sprang into life. Heaven and with its glories heard thee call. Confusion ceased at once from strife. The elements began to fall. Yea, at thy bidding, worlds appeared, space and its limits heard thy voice, and all creation as it feared, at once thy will became its choice. Earth, raise thy highest praises now, roll all ye worlds before his face, people of every nation bow, adore his power, extol his grace. Wow. So there you have just this wonderful poem of God's power and creation, God who created the world out of nothing. Uh, by his word. I mean, when you create something out of nothing, you have unlimited power. Right? You can do whatever you want. God is omnipotent. Uh, you know, he, he hints at the gospel here, uh, the, the God that died for mortal man, he says. You know, there we have the Trinitarian God, the God who gives us life for his creation. Uh, but really, he concludes this wonderful poem of calling the whole world to praise this big God, right? The, the God to whom we owe all that we have. Uh, creation reveals both God's power, but also God's kindness to the nations in, in, in giving us every good thing that we enjoy. Uh, so, so, you know, here is just a glimpse, one poem, yeah. uh, 
God the creator, God the giver of good gifts, God who saves his people. Uh, and this is just one poem out of a whole volume that we are working on in the Spurgeon Library to get published. Uh, all kinds of really edifying, rich poems that we hope will be a devotional resource for the church. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, it feels like breaking news. Charles Spurgeon was also a poet. You know there what I'm it saying? Is, man. Yeah, that's right. Like, We're always discovering new things. Well, no, and here's one of the things that'd be interested. You know, you, you've shared with us this poem. Um, your immediate response to Spurgeon, was, uh, to the question was, of course he, like, of course he believed in a big God. He had a big God theology. What's something that you personally have gleaned? Like one thing that like when somebody's like, hey, Dr. Chang, you've spent a number of years now investing, reading, researching around Charles Spurgeon. What's the one thing from Spurgeon when it comes to his doctrine or his life that you feel like you've been most spiritually encouraged by? The thing, or maybe it's just the thing that's happening right now, something that you've recently been discovering. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, because that's a, I appreciate how you sort of frame the question differently a little bit because sort of the, the, the most, you know, the greatest thing I've gained from Spurgeon, it would be hard to say uh, so much, right? I've learned so much from him. You know, right now, looking at these poems, I think what strikes me is, you know, Spurgeon would affirm all the rich, systematic, theological sort of doctrines that we would affirm, all the attributes of God, all these things. But what these poems show is that these wonderful truths about God were also a rich source of devotional encouragement for him, right? Those truths landed on his heart. Uh, they became real and personal to him. And therefore, when you read his sermons, when you when you look at his ministry, I mean, it, it all flowed from that, this sort of rich devotional communion with Christ, uh, with the majesty of God. Um, so, you know, in a, in a seminary context, I think that's big. I think it's big for us not to simply teach theology rightly, though we obviously want to. We want our students to understand all the all the doctrines of our historic faith correctly, according to the scriptures. And yet we want to push them deeper into those things, not only into knowing them, but believing them for themselves, thinking about how they applied to the Christian life, and allowing those things to, to motivate our love for God. Uh, and, and I think that's what these poems reflect for Spurgeon. I love that. Dr. Chang, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Kyle. After the Fact is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Are you ready to take your next step in theological training? Consider Midwestern Seminary and how their For the Church vision can equip you through formal theological education. Learn more about how to get started at mbts.edu slash knowingfaith. mbts.edu slash knowingfaith. 